When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phoenix and they're well clear of Olavici off the back straight in 27 and Just Believe has put his head in front now. It's Just Believe from Queen Elida. RC Phoenix has held up. Kiang Chucky's run a big race. Into the straight Just Believe going for eight straight wins. He's five metres clear of Kiang Chucky. Just Believe clear though. RC Phoenix is running on but he makes a habit of winning. It's an art form and it's a delightful art form. What a clash we're looking forward to later. Just Believe beats RC Phoenix. He was terrific second. Just Believe winning the second heat of the Great Southern Star, sponsored by Yabby Dam Farms, who, of course, bred and still effectively own Just Believe. I think he's leased out to the Iona Trotter Syndicate, beating RC Phoenix, who was really good in a second spot. And I think he's probably 12 months being uh, off being his absolute best and looking forward to him having a real crack at it and had a good chat with Ash Haynes about it all, who was just thrilled to be part of the night with a live chance like RC Phoenix, Key and Chucky in the third, Queen Elida and Oavici. And uh, Steve, uh, there was a fair bit happen at the start. Oavici galloped, Macho Mary. Uh, he he was uh, just scratchy away, I think, at the start, which allowed Just Believe out. Hot to Trot made a little mistake, which checked Perfidia Sue, which was disappointing that Perfidia Sue didn't get her chance to see where she's at. Well, I don't think she qual- she qualifies or anything like that, but I think it would have been interesting to see her and where she measured up at this stage of her young career. Yeah, it's always hard. You, you like to see exactly where they're at. Even, like I said, even if she got beaten 30, at least they know that they're 30 metres off that class of horse. And, uh, yeah, she didn't get that chance, but... Unfortunately, that's part of uh, yeah the racing when when you do get a check and knocked out of mm. it, it's um, it's a bad part of it, I suppose. But uh, just believe he was, as I said, Greg was off the fence pretty quick before any of that even happened. And uh, it once once he got off the fence and into the clear, he got up there pretty quick, and it was just a dictate to suit from there. Queen Elida was um, you know looked like she had every possible chance to be winning that. Her early sectionals, you know, she went 30.2, 30.6, down the back. That's her individual times. And Just Believe sat outside of a 26.8 down the back, 27.7 home. And, and Greg was looking after him on the line. It was just such a an easy, dominant sort of win. I know RC Phoenix made a late dive, I think. Uh, Chris did say that if he was a little bit closer, then maybe he might have gave it a bit of a rattle but I think Greg had plenty up his sleeve at this stage of the night um, and Kiang Chucky who I'm a bit dirty on myself again now Toby um, I said last week I was going to put him in the black book but we had the Great Southern Star coming up so yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. and uh, he has two runs on the night pays 5.30 the place and 4.20 the place running two thirds so um I really now wish I had to put him in the black book last week, but I'm going to do it now and put him straight in the black book because uh, I thought his run, and not only this one, but also in the final, were both excellent. And, uh, you know, he he's still a long way off, I suppose, getting to this grade. This was his first time up against this sort of class of horse, and I thought he held himself very, very well. 
He certainly did. I'd love to have seen uh, Ignite in his position in the final, though. I just think Ignite, I've got a bit of a higher opinion of Ignite. And, oh, I put him ahead of Chucky on yeah, yeah ability, yeah. Yeah, and uh, imagine he was in his spot. He might have got close to those other two, which would have been even more thrilling. Anyway, uh, just believe too good in uh, the second heat. And, well, the, Steve, when the barrier draw happened, which was a bit later, but we may as well talk about it now, it was, yep. it was a stunning draw in the sense that it was almost like uh, a preferential barrier draw by NR or by class, wasn't it? The way they were, the way they were rolling out, and uh, at the time when Nathan Jacks or the connections of uh, of call me the breeze chose ten, it turned a few heads, and mine included. I was like, really? What, what's he thinking? Like the six was available, and he's going to be inside. Just believe. And I just thought that would have given him the upper hand. But, like, let's face it, Nathan's that far ahead of me on looking at things like that. That it's not funny. So it was no surprise he chose the right thing because those other horses were always going to drive to the pegs and yep. allow him into the running line. So, boy, it was a smart move in the in the uh, barrier draw where if you, if you weren't a part of it or you don't understand, the names get drawn out, then the connections choose what gate they want. And when... Uh, call me the breeze got drawn out six seven and ten were available and nathan chose 10 steve which was absolutely genius oh it certainly was i was watching the coverage live and the boys were a bit confused in the studio as to why you would do that but when i watched it coming off I live <laughs> I, I actually sat there well i'm not trying to wrap myself up here but i sat there and i went that's genius that is a yeah. very smart move because RC Phoenix inside of Just Believe was always going to make that first quarter quick. Yeah. And I thought Just Believe's got to do some work here and the proof was in the pudding how quick they went the first quarter in the final. And Nathan just managed to get straight through and he probably got a better run through than I expected being able to land where he did. Um at the start, like he, he was right up inside of Just Believe because um, Just Believe was probably looking to, to drop in at that stage and Nathan was able to kick through and, and keep underneath his wheel. But, um, yeah, I could see exactly the plan of attack from there with the amount of speed underneath him. I thought, well, Just Believe certainly got to do some work and, and choosing 10, I didn't know who had chosen it because um, it was one of the connections. actually went and put the, um, yeah. the the name up in the board and I didn't know if it was Anton or Nathan or, or the owner's choice. Choice, but uh, straight away I thought that's that's actually not a bad idea because you will have last crack at this horse if they're doing too much work early and uh, that's exactly how it played off so hats off to Nathan he uh, he drove an absolutely perfect race and he chose a perfect barrier so uh, as uh, as his great mate Tom Hogan would have said you know there was 11 out of 10 so yeah I think uh, well yeah I think Tom might have given him a little push at the top of the straight. He might have leant down, I think, and just given him that also so. little nudge, which... N- nothing think... wrong with a little bit of divine intervention, mate. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, like, after it all, after all the wash-up, I stood and I was chatting with Rob Orber about it, and we sort of worked all that out, but uh, it took us 15 minutes of uh, delay, <laughs> um, which, so, I'm actually pleased, because I would have thought I'm, I'm probably a bit further than 15 minutes behind Nathan, so <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually pretty happy with that, so, if, uh, so yeah, I was, it was genius, and, yeah, and but he's, he, he's in, yeah, what, he envisaging all of that and seeing all that, I reckon, in his mind's eye. As it's unfolding in the barrier draw, it's it's yeah, it's brilliant stuff. I suppose 
people like him and, and like Gavin as well. Gavin grew up in the grandstands at, at the showgrounds watching races, and I reckon Gavin could see a race before it happened. And I suppose Nathan's yep. the same, isn't he? He's been going to the races all his life and sees it before it happens, if that makes sense. It certainly does. And and look, the very best of our drivers, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. You know, and that that's what stands them a level above the rest of us drivers is, you know, they, they can see things about to unfold before they unfold or they can predict things in races before the race has started. Um, you know, as I said, they go around so often that it just becomes second nature to them. Um, mm. You know, no different to a football player out there, you know, like you oh, and I get on the footy field mm. and we've got to look 20 times to try and find the right guy. The guys out there playing AFL, they don't even look. They put it on the boot and know that their teammate's going to be running past at that exact time. And, and it just, you know, that's exactly how these guys, the top of our tree guys, actually see it in races.